guys. Welcome to the American Elite Dangerous Podcast. I Loose Screws. I almost forgot the name. Wow, that's a really big mistake on my part. <laughs> um, I am t- I am your host Ty Worsham, and I am got my normal, semi-normal uh, co-pilot with me this week, Justin. How's it going there, buddy? Doing well. How about yourself? Uh, it's been a it's been a very busy week. I spent two days down in Houston uh, on a work trip and I've forgotten I, I, it's been it's been quite a while since I've worked 24 hours straight uh, I'm an old man now and that's how it was it was awful uh, and we didn't actually work 24 hours straight but you know when you can't really you can't really like like stop yourself from working you can't really do your normal like afternoon things or evening things and you're still kind of working you're still kind of in that in that mode you know well, that not to mention, uh, if you're not sleeping in your own bed, it doesn't count. Oh, man, you know, they put me up in this hotel, and it was a really nice hotel. And the beds were comfortable, but I like a firm bed, and this was like a really soft bed. So it was, it was just not my jam, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I want to start off this week a little bit different, because I want to take a moment... Because uh, this is episode six, um, I want to take a moment, take a step back, and think. Because I start, you know, I'm looking at our, looking at our numbers, looking at how many people are listening to us and whatnot, and we've come a fairly long way, and I'm pretty proud of that. And but, you know, my first my first reaction was, oh yeah, heck yeah, this is great, this is going great, I'm proud of it. But then I kind of had a moment of, you know what? You got here because people are, are listening to you. Right now, there's someone listening to you, and you're doing better, and hopefully we'll keep doing better. But I want to take a minute and just kind of say thank you to everybody who's listening to us. Yeah, guys, we really do appreciate it. And uh, speaking of episode six, I have now officially been here for half of the show. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to... Uh, we had two people uh, give us reviews on itunes and i want to say a special thank you to dkw75 and vledoc and if i'm mispronouncing your name vledoc uh or is it vledoc i mean they both sound correct see i like vledoc because that sounds like more space that sounds like something that would fit into the elite world yeah see this is what i was thinking too okay okay we're on the same page there so, um, you guys left us really, really nice reviews. I appreciate that. Stuff like, you gave us five-star reviews. Stuff like that's really nice, because that, that goes a long way to help us out and kind of promote the show and gives us the ability to do other things and make, uh, make a better show for you guys. So, uh, you know, like one of the things we're kind of working on on some, some different, different intro music, because I think we need to swap that out. <laughs> Also, on the same spectrum of things, I'm going to give a shout-out and a thank you to the three newest Twitter followers that we have over at Loose Screws ED on Twitter. would like to thank JT Carlson, Aide Mason, and Ray Skinner Photo. Thank you guys for following us and listening, and also thank you to the iTunes people for taking the time to out of your day to write a review for us. We appreciate it so much. Very much so. One, I got three other people I want to thank because they posted some uh, messages to me inside of Reddit. Um, Mad Dog WSO, Stuck Scribbler, and DJ Verts. 
Thank you guys. Both you guys had very positive things to say about us, and I very much appreciate that. And with that, I guess we're gonna we're gonna get on into it. Um, Let's dig in. <laughs> oh, one other thing I want to talk about is uh-huh. um, you have a Twitch stream. Yes, sir, I do. And um, so the other night, so so Justin streams on. Uh, this is kind of how I found him. He he listened to my show and I watched his Twitch a little bit, and that's that's how we became buddies, and that's how you got on the show and. He does a really good. Uh, he 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 streams some Rocksmith every now and then. And man, the other night uh, before I had to go to Houston, I was listening. I was I was playing Elite, flying around, and I I was just listening to you play, and it was fun. And you're playing a lot of stuff, playing a lot of Ramstein, a lot of stuff I like. Um, oh yeah, dude. You actually listened to my request and actually played some Volbeat for me. Thank you. That was nice. Um, I'm just glad I had it to be honest with you. But then again, I'm a fan of Volbeat, so. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, do you have any five finger death punch? I do not. But if you uh, here's the thing about my stream when I'm playing Rocksmith is that uh, if you type exclamation point SR mm-hmm. and the song name and band name, what it does is there's a uh, place called Cut Ignition Customs Forge. And uh, that's where people upload DLCs that aren't official. So they're like people-made DLCs that you can get for the game. Yeah. And uh, if it's that song is on there, then I can download it and play it. If it's not, then, oh, well, there's not much I can do about that. Yep. What's your uh, Twitch handle again, Dravenos13? It is twitch.tv slash Dravenos. That is D-R-A-V-E-N-O-S. Yeah, the 13 on the Twitter handle is because there was already somebody with Dravenos in their name, and it was apparently some dude's last name, so there's that. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, man, what have, what have you been up to in a while? Uh, what have you been up to in game? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who's been playing Warcraft, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> well, I mean, we just talked about the uh, Twitch stream, and to uh, anybody that has seen me that listens to this show, I am regretful to say the Rocksmith probably won't be happening for a week or two because I managed to stab myself in the pinky with a knife at work. <laughs> a lot of fun that was. But um, as far as in-game goes, uh, I've been doing a little bit of exploring. Uh, after you gave me the place that we needed to meet up at so that we can get my Guardian FSD drive. Mm-hmm. And rather than just racing straight there and then going, well, I'll just go play something else, I decided to uh, take the time to actually explore the systems on the way there and earn up some arcs and get some more credits. Good deal. I think we're um, I think we're going to try to hit that, our, uh, finish the journey out there tomorrow, I think. And... Um... Like tomorrow, and get us out there, and we'll start we'll start farming that thing. Um, basically, I'll show you how to do it a couple of times, and once you do it two or three times, you'll have the hang of it, and you'll be able to do it with whether I'm there or not. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, so I'm gonna tell a story real quick, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it as short as possible because it's not about elite, uh, because it's about war. It's about war. I've been playing Warcraft Classic, and well. I I kind of I kind of bounce it between games like you know the modern the Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, beta was out last week so I played a lot of that. Oh yeah, how did you like that by the way? Well, it's funny you should mention that. So um, me and another buddy of mine um, who was on the first episode of this show uh, named Chad, uh, me and him we are going to start up a, another podcast about Call of Duty. Hey hey. Uh, we're gonna call it. Hey, I'm friendly, and if you, <laughs> if you play, 
if you play this new Call of Duty and you shoot one of your buddies, no matter what mode you're in, he'll just go, hey, I'm friendly, or I'm friendly, or same team. Oh, but, that's great. <laughs> so we, I'll, I'll tell a quick story real quick about before I get into the wild story, because this wild story irritated me. It reminded me why I, I think I like retail wild more than classic wild, but I'll come back to that. So we're like me and him, we're inside this building and like uh, there's doors in this modern war in this, in this Call of Duty. You can kick in doors, which is, you know, kind of different for the Call of Duty series. So, um, you know, so we're, we're, we're inside this building and like a teammate runs by and about the time a teammate ran by another person runs in uh, on the same team and kicks in the door. So. My buddy Chad starts shooting. Someone else starts shooting. And by this point, there are four people, including myself, that are in this room all shooting at each other, all of us on the same team. And all you hear in the audio after the gunfire stops is, Hey, I'm friendly! <laughs> <coughs> so we um, we got to talking after that. We laughed our asses off for quite a while, but we got to talking after that and thought, you know, maybe we should do that. So we're, we think we're going to get that going pretty soon um so kind of you know keeping up if you if you're if you like this show at all and you like call of duty uh you know hop over there and uh you'll be seeing it in on itunes probably next week uh oh, awesome I, um, guess, I guess some things to, to hammer out before i can get it finished up but yeah i mean i'm not gonna play the new call of duty at all i've just i'm, I'm sick of call of duty but uh i'll definitely be sure to go check it out and listen to it man i'll be honest with you i've I have skipped a few Call of Duties because I feel like they've made some really bad turns. This one here, because it goes back to Modern Warfare, really struck a chord with me. And, um, man, that, that trailer they put out where uh, you see um, Captain Price there, and he's like, Bravo 6 going dark. And, oh, man, I got chills. I'm like, well, looks like I'm playing Call of Duty again. <laughs> so, But this isn't the Call of Duty show. Um but as far as Elite, what I've been doing in Elite, um, I'm going out to the F, the Guardian FSD site with you. I started going out there, and then I had to go to Houston for work, and now I'm back, and we'll we'll finish that up this weekend at some point. And uh, by the time you get back, hopefully by Sunday, we'll you'll have yourself a uh, Guardian FSD mo uh, pattern. And then you can jump ten and a half light years further than what you previous were, which makes every ship better. Yep. So this wow story, and, and this does actually kind of tie into um, into Elite. Elite a little bit. So I've been playing classic World of Warcraft, and so Friday night I come home and I said, you know what, I really just want to, I really want to get No More Gone done. I'm at that, you know, I'm thirty level thirty one. Want to get no more God done. So I was a former group. And I get people in there. But one of them says, hey, so-and-so, um, still not off work. Should be about 30 minutes. Do you mind waiting? Now, it's a little trouble to form groups in this game. So I was like, yeah, I don't mind waiting. So I went and did some other things. Like 40 minutes go by. And we're all kind of cutting up in the, in the you know, uh, we're, we're talking in the, in the party chat. And, you know, I feel like we're having a good time. And I said, hey, where's so-and-so? Are they still not coming? Are they still coming? I said, yeah, uh, give them by another 10 minutes. Cool. So 10 minutes, and then we uh, he shows up, and then 
Um, he says, well, I got to do a couple things before I get there. Would you mind waiting about 20 minutes before I can get to, cause to Nomergon, cause this is old school. Wow. You actually have to go to the dungeon. You can't just, yep. unless you have a warlock, you can't just get there. So I, um, <laughs> you know, I let him do whatever auction house stuff he needed to get done. Total time lapse in this thing was about two hours of basically waiting around. And, we're, and I feel like I'm forming a relationship with these guys. I don't know any of them. I feel like I'm forming a relationship with them, being friendly with them, you know. And then now I'm the group leader, and we get down there and we're getting ready to pull. We're not in the dungeon, but because you got some mobs, you got to clear before you can actually get into the dungeon. And um, the tank says, "Hey, would you mind passing me lead so I can mark targets?" Sure thing. So I pass him lead. And now typically I play tanks. Uh, typically in, in MMOs, I play supporter supporter tanks, typically tanks. But um, in classic, I've been playing a hunter. I'm trying to do something different. Um, but so I pass uh, I pass the the warrior or the the tank lead, and I get kicked from the group. So I whisper to him and said, "Hey man, what's the deal?" And he says, "Oh, sorry, misclick. Hold on just a second. And then a few minutes go by. Then I whisper him again and said, and by this time I realized that there's five people around me because they're just standing there. And I whisper him and I said, Hey man, what's the deal? And he had put me on ignore. So then I start whispering all of them and they had put me on ignore. <laughs> and it just rage fueled me. And maybe I said something that irritated them, but what I started realizing is, is that they're all in the same guild and they kicked me out of the group to get another of their guildies there. If they said, if they had asked me and said, hey, would you mind if we take one of our guildies? It wouldn't have bothered me so much. But it really yeah. got underneath my skin. Like, really. I logged out, started playing Elite. And this is why it ties into Elite. While I have been ganked in Elite here and there, by and large, Elite's community is head and shoulders above the maturity level of the Warcraft community and it especially like the Call of Duty community while we're just talking about it but <laughs> man it, it like it really I wouldn't say it bothered me but it really kind of made me think about it, things for a little bit and kind of focus on the fact that wow these are this was really childish of them to do it this way and like if this was a real like if, if we were face to face with each other this wouldn't have happened you know, and I think about elite, like the few times I've been in like a public wing with people I didn't really know or been flying around in open or whatever. People are so much friendlier in the, in, in elite. And I've been trying well, I mean, to, keep going, sorry. Well, I've been trying to figure out like, what is it about? What is it? What is it about other games, other MMOs that don't attract the, for lack of a better term, the troll mentality inside of Warcraft. Well, I think one of the big things of it is, uh, like if you look at Elite, Elite's been out forever. And I know Warcraft has too, but a lot of people have kind of, a lot of the older gamers have kind of gone away from that. Whereas Elite, like a lot of their fan base is most of the people that have played it since the old days. And I think that has one thing to do with it, but it's also just one of those things where, uh, you know, because Elite doesn't exactly have guilds. It doesn't exactly have all this stuff. 
Yeah. Like I, it kind of, I guess, entices people to kind of work together more. And one thing that I was going to mention is like, I've even read stories on Reddit about like people playing an open and like they get interdicted by a pirate and the pirate instead of just blowing them up. It's just like, Hey, give me, you know, half your cargo and be on your very way. Yeah. Like, well, you see, I mean, I don't know if any of that has anything to do with it or not, but. Well, you see, there, there's something to be said about role playing, you know, like a pirate. You're role-playing a pirate, you're giving me their cargo, they don't kill you. <clears throat> this is part of the reason why I played on a role-playing server in WoW Classic, because, you know, I wanted to, you know, kind of role-play my little dwarf hunter a little bit. Not like in the whole full-blown, but like just a little bit kind of thing. Yeah. And I was expecting more of more of the camaraderie feel that I get out of Elite or uh, just other games I've played that I'm having trouble thinking of names right now versus what I don't get in Warcraft. And man, I haven't played, I haven't logged in since I probably won't. Uh, I think I'm just kind of done. So of course I've also been out in Houston too. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some patch notes we need to go over. Yes, we do. So on, see, I think I was actually in Houston when this happened. Uh, on Monday, at around 1 p.m. UTC, they pushed out a, a significant patch, but a apparently not a complete patch for everything. Uh, they fixed a crash that could happen when you're trying to load a game on the PS4. Uh, they fixed the issues with not being able to connect through a VPN, but we'll come back to that. Um, my biggest issue was the engineering. They fixed the soft lock when you're trying to engineer something. I'm really glad they fixed that. Um, and on the Xbox One, <clears throat> excuse me, they fixed an issue that allowed other users to, to communicate with a player that they are not friends with when that player has the P equals others can't communicate with voice texts or invites privileges set to friends. Man, that screams like some kind of Microsoft setting. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like something, though, where like they kind of worded it like really wrong and yeah. really badly there. Where it's, It just sounds like it's one of those things where if somebody has their privilege set to friends only, yeah. people that weren't their friends were allowed to talk to them. Yeah. And the VPN thing, I know that was a big deal for a lot of people because a lot of people are using VPNs to connect to things for privacy reasons. Um and apparently that didn't 100% fix everything, so they pushed out another a, a workaround. Is that right? Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's just a workaround from uh, Stephen Benedetti, the community manager from Frontier. But that was pushed out Tuesday, even though those patch notes that we just read are from Monday. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this right here, you have to edit like a XML file, the app config XML file. You got to find your IP address used by your VPN, which I'm, my experience with the VPN is that they're not static. They're on a rotating IP address, but maybe I, I've never, I've never, the only VPNs I've ever used are ones I've set up um, or ones that, um, either ones I've set up or ones that I used through a company. I've never used like a, like a Nord VPN or like a company VPN. Uh, yeah just through work and ones I've set up. So I'm not real sure all the ones I've ever used are like on a random IP address through DHCP. So, but they have a workaround here. You put in some code, you change a few things and then it seems like it works. 
I kind of expect that they will, that Frontier will get a more permanent fix in place. Well, we can only hope. I'm sure they're working on it, though. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't, I don't think I got this patch until today when I started firing, firing up the game. They did, I mean, the, the, the big patch came out last Thursday. They did a few small patches on Friday. And they did this this fairly big patch on Monday to fix, to my knowledge, this is the majority of the big issues as far now, as, like, things that are broken. Have you had any issues downloading and installing the patch? I have not. I, okay, neither I, have I, but that is something I have seen a lot of. Yeah, I, I've I've noticed that as well. I wonder if that's do we know if it's Steam related or do we know if it's Frontiers launcher related? Honestly, the things I've heard, nobody's really mentioned what it is, but yeah, I I can't answer that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me being just a kind of lurker in Reddit, I never really ask people, hey, you know, da da da. <laughs> yeah and i didn't think to do it by the way i just like i thought about that right before we started this it's like wait are they using the frontier store are they using the steam i mean i'm using steam and i had zero issues it downloaded installed i mean i've been running the game just fine yeah um i haven't i haven't had any sort of download issues or anything like that uh, in fact i don't think i've had any kind of problems like that in quite a while What was what was something else that kind of stood out with you with this patch that that you like? What did they not say in the patch notes? Because this, um, this stood out to me. I was wondering if you picked up on it too. I mean, the only thing that I could think of is just the soft lock stuff. A lot of that, um, but they also have not really said anything about arcs, from what I can see. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. The lack of any sort of information regarding arcs is kind of interesting. So, so what they didn't mention was anything about arcs. And I think that's kind of a telling thing. Because, man, if you go anywhere on Reddit or anything, everybody's up in arms over this arc stuff. Well, I think the big reason why they're up in arms over it, I mean, the main reason that I can think of is the fact that it's not just on the main menu like we all had assumed it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's this, it's in, at stations too, and it's this big blue button. Yeah. And if you haven't updated your uh, dash or anything like that, different colors and things like that, it stands out because blue and orange are contrasting colors. Yep. Well, I mean, you have to you have to think that they did that on purpose. I, I mean, okay, I have, and we kind of talked about this pre-show. I have two trains of thought about this arcs thing. Number one, um, I understand them trying to use their own fake currency because in the realm of online gaming, fake currency beats real currency because you're not having to do as many. I don't quite understand this because I'm not a financial person, but basically you're not having to do as many exchanges. So therefore it works out to where you have more of your own real money. And Sony and Microsoft are not really dipping into their pockets that hard. Exactly. So I get I get why they did that because you know they're 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 trying they're putting everybody in the same bucket and there's less conversion they have to do so it's easier on them financially I get that the other part of this that I think is real positive is that for the first and, and I've 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 
I've read about people. I go, I work with a guy who would like some cosmetics, but doesn't make a lot of money or doesn't have a lot of extra money to where he can, um, buy the ship kits and paint kits or ship kits and paints and whatnot. Like I can. Uh And this is the first time that they have, I mean, this first time that frontier is providing a path for people to get that. Yes. It's a long path. Yes. It's a big grind. Yes. It's going to take forever, but there is a path. If you want the Raider kit for your Cobra, yes, it's going to take X amount of weeks to grind it out. But guess what? You can do it. It can be well, done. To bring up two points on that one, going to be a, we'll say a, it's the same point and then a counterpoint. The same point being that it's not loot boxes for this stuff. Right. Like you're, you know exactly what you're getting when you hit that buy button, which is something that I as a player appreciate because I also play Rocket League and know what wanting a cool skin looks like and then never getting the crate that it comes in again. But the thing that I've been noticing and reading a lot about and seeing a lot of is the fact that, you know, they say you get it through doing the activities, through exploration, through combat, through trading. Right now, trading seems to be the most lucrative one because you buy a ship part, you sell it, you rebuy it, you resell it. That's our skeins. Right. Which I'm sure that's going to be patched out. Right. And I mean, <sighs> I don't know if they're going to take the arcs away for people that have done that or not, but we'll we'll see. Well, well, let's just get, <laughs> let's just get into it for just a minute because I mean we, we weren't talking about this anyway, so we'll just dive head we'll just dive head head deep into the arcs thing. Yep. The we don't have clear amounts from FDev about how much you earn per thing, how much arcs you earn per thing that you do in game. We have no idea. And it looks like people have done some testing and, uh, it's, man, it, it feels really random. Uh, well, though, yeah, I was about to say the best way to put it, uh, is just, it's all over the place. Yeah. Like, because you've had, I've, I've seen posts where people are like, oh, I scanned 13 systems and got four arcs. And then somebody will respond, oh, I scanned five and got, you know, 18. It's like, huh? Yeah. And, and that, I think about how systems, like from an exploration point, how systems are valued in game. Take arcs out of the equation, just look at credits for just a minute. You know, Earth-like worlds. First, Discovery Earthlock Worlds are the most valuable, followed by Water Worlds, followed by um, High Metal, or is Ammonia, or High Metal, Con- or no, it's... Um, Gas Giants? No, it's the Water Giants that are uh, terraformable or something. Oh. So there's so there's like, there's like a hierarchy there, like like this one's worth, I don't remember what the ma- amounts are, but this one here is, is worth like, you know, the Earthlock Worlds are worth like four and a half mil, and the next one's worth uh, like four mil or something, you know, so there, there's a hierarchy there. And I kind of wonder if they base it on that. So, like, saying, well, I scanned 13 systems and I scanned five, and there's a gap there. Well, what kind of systems did you scan? Were you the first to discover them? Were you the first to map them? Well, I mean, I can tell you from traveling out to the Guardian Space stuff, uh, the other night, I think I got some, like, 34 credits, and I mean, or 34 arts, not credits, and... uh 
I didn't really discover all that much. Mostly just high metal worlds, icy bodies, you know, a couple of gas giants here and there. Yeah. But and the thing is that, like, personally, I, w- I would like to think that they did a, like, some sort of value based on that. But we don't know that. For all I know, that they're basing it upon, like, a time-invested play. They could be... They could be basing it off of, like, well, if you primarily do exploration, we're going to give you less arcs if that's all you're doing. You know, maybe, like, they start off with, like, a lot of arcs, and as the week goes on, like, well, we're going to give you a little less, a little less, just just doing whatever. That seems like it'd be a punishment, though, for players, because if you're one of those people that's out exploring the black and that's what you really enjoy doing, then... And see, I don't know. It just seems like it shouldn't have diminishing returns you, for you just because, like you're like you're so far away, and let's say you're, you know, two hundred and seventy six jumps away from the closest station. Yeah. Well, and see, I I'm right there with you. I and you you use the term perfect diminishing returns. That term right there is the perfect word for it. I don't know if they're doing some sort of diminishing returns. If they are, then people who are like doing the little um, trade thing where you buy one, sell one, buy one, sell one, you should like, like you start off with like 50 arcs or whatever it was. And by the end of it, you should be getting one. But I don't know. I don't know what it, it's. It's so random. I've read so many posts. I've read, you know, um, and, and people are smart. People, people are a hell of a lot smarter than me. They've done a lot of research on this to try to go through and figure out, you know, what the what the amount is, and it's all over the map. Uh, uh-huh. Part of me kind of wonders if there's a bug as far as the arcs generation, and it's coming up with like a, some kind of weird math on it. The other part of me is just kind of like, hmm, is this supposed to be working like this? Is this some sort of like weird diminishing return thing that they have set up? And I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, from what I've read, nobody has quite figured it out yet. And, uh, like, my whole thing about it is it's just like, okay, like, yeah, you want your players to work for their 400 arcs a week. But in the grand scheme of things, 400 arcs a week really isn't all that much. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like there should be some sort of baseline they're going by. And, and, you know, the thing is, you know, people are kind of upset about it, but I'm also kind of like, Hey, you know they're giving you something for for free, and people said no, uh-huh. they're not. I still have to, I, you know. Uh, I, I think even I think you even said, well, they're, they're not really giving you for free. You still have to play the game, and I'm like, true. But if you're gonna play eight hours, well, let's, let's just say before arcs, before this patch, you played eight hours a week, and you know that's what you spend in in elite average week. You spent eight hours, and if you spent eight hours in elite three weeks ago, and you're gonna spend eight hours this week. Well, now, yes, it's going to take some time. You can earn something for it. Whereas before, it was just time spent. It was just game time spent. I think it's also like a mind frame, too. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I really want to earn these arcs. Well, with me, it's like, yeah, I want the arcs, but I'm playing Elite to play Elite. I'm not playing Elite to grind arcs. Right. And, you know, we're talking about cosmetic cosmetic items here. We're not even talking about... um, uh, like, like, well, I don't have enough fuel to be able to get the next star, so I gotta, you know, pay some arcs to be able to get some fuel. I and mean, they could have made it like a freaking mobile game, you know? Oh, Jesus Christ, don't even joke. Even though they won't. Yeah, I don't um, think they will, but yeah. 
I think another point of note to make on that too is that you don't get arcs for playing CQC. Yeah, I read that, and man, that really hurts my heart because I was. If there's a place where they could, they could really, like, that would be a really good place for them to throw a crap ton. Like, hey, if you win a match, you get a hundred arcs. You know, like yeah. a place, the place where you could earn arcs fairly quickly. Man, and they wanted to re- revitalize the CQC or whatnot. Man. Put it there. Do it. But I also have I have a I have a tinfoil hat theory about that though. <laughs> Let's hear it. Alright, so so I think they're trying to get rid of CQC. I think oh. I think in a few patches they're gonna patch it out and they're gonna be like, Alright guys, this was fun. We're done with this. And um, if they do that, I hope that they take away the stupid elite ranking thing on the right side panel that shows CQC because I, that's the place I've spent. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would have spent a lot more time there if the queue times weren't 45 minutes to an hour. Or if I could queue up in game, like if yeah, I could, that's, if I could be like, that's actually a really fair point to make now that I think about it. Sorry for the interruption. No, but um, fine. If you look at something like rocket league, for example, Rocket League, when you queue up for a round, you can go into training or you can go into like something else. You can go into another form of the game and practice while you wait for the game to bring you into a game. Yep. So why isn't CQC like that? Yep. Well, I also think about, you know, I'm going to compare it to World of Warcraft again. I think about, you know, Warcraft and Battlegrounds because that's effectively what CQC is. It's a battleground. Uh And, you know, you can be, it wasn't always like this, true, but you could be out in the world doing things and oh look my battleground popped well let me just run over here i got like two minutes before the the little timer goes away and i'm kicked out let me just run over here get a safe spot and i'll click inner dungeon or inner um inner battleground and you know then you know blizzard did this and then they even expanded it and they're looking for group thing and then they expanded it again and they're looking for right thing and then somewhere in there they put in the arena so we know that games can do this. We know that the, the tech is there. And if they really wanted to, you know, embrace CQC, I feel like they would have done this. And I feel like them put not putting arcs in there is basically them kind of showing their hand and saying, hey, guys, this shit's going away. Probably in the big, huge 2020 patch, but it's going away. Well, another thing about it, too, that I just thought of, though, is because... Like, they might not have that in there, though, because of, like, people playing an open where it's just, like, if you're in the middle of fighting against somebody or interdicting somebody and they just... Like, that that's something I could see, but I still don't think that's a good enough reason for it not to be there. So, I go back to Warcraft, where these systems already kind of exist. If you're in a PvP, or if you're in combat, you the inner dungeon button is grayed out. So if you're in combat with something, or if you're getting interdicted with something, you could basically be flagged as being in combat, so therefore you can't enter. And if your time period runs out, well then you just miss your you miss your chance. You have to get get in queue again. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. That's a fair counterpoint. So and uh, they could even give in like they could even do a thing like, Well, I was in combat, so we're not gonna move you to the end of the line, but we're gonna put you like in the middle somewhere. Give you like a like a second chance. But if it keeps happening, they could put you back at the end of the line, you know? Yeah. There, there, I feel like there are things that they could do to make it work. 
I, I just don't think they are. And I kind of feel like that that was their, because they put that out right when esports was not to say it's not big right now, but esports was kind of everywhere. Or everybody was doing esports. Everybody still is. They I mean, are. That scene. <laughs> I mean, they are, but it's kind of it's kind of settled down a little bit into specific companies and specific game types doing esports. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I don't know. I, I don't think they should do away with CQC though, because like I I don't know. Um, I kind of like the idea of being able to just go in do combat, and if I lose, then I don't have to rebuy my ship or worry about losing anything. Yeah. I really, I really liked, I really want them to implement some kind of like dueling system or, I mean, you know, I, I really like the idea of like just a flat out battleground style thing, you know, make it to where there's a big canyon with a bunch of stuff we can fly through. You can enter in its instance to where it's set apart from the regular universe kind of thing. And man, it's just a great big, give me capture the flag. Shit. Let's do it. <laughs> oh Jesus! I would love that so and, and, much. You know what? Don't put me in a fighter. Let me bring. Let me bring whatever warship I got. If I want to bring, <laughs> if I want to bring my vet, I'm bringing my vet. If you want to bring your, uh, what are you in now? Mark two. Uh, if, bring your crate. Yeah. If, if you want to bring your crate, bring a crate. I mean, and th- th- that way you could actually build teams around having like, well, we're like a we're like a small small fighter team. We're we're just gonna bring our fighters, or we're just. Excuse me. Ooh, I, I just know. thought about something like if you if we had a like a Corvette, your Type Ten healer bot, and a me and some sort of like the crate just DPS, and then we have a tank healer DPS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this is what I'm saying. They, they, we can do this. Let's do this. <laughs> but we won't. But mm, yep. I still think Frontier is basically saying uh, they're going to get rid of it and. Um, it's just a shame. Uh, I think I think they're kind of just basically trying to get more. Because I, I think what they're looking at, and I might be wrong, but I think that they're looking at games like No Man's Sky and uh, oh, what was that other? Star Not, Citizen? Yeah, Star Citizen. Thank you. Um, I think they're looking at things like that, and they're kind of looking around going, well, No Man's Sky's it's not I don't think No Man's Sky is a good game. I played it when it launched, I've played it since it's since it's updated. I am of the minority. Don't get me wrong, I feel like they have made leaps and bounds over where they were. But I don't think No Man's Sky is a good game. I really um, don't. I mean I played No Man's Sky at launch. I was one of those people that bought it and everything like that. I mean I played it for a little bit. I'm not gonna say I, I stopped because I was bored or anything like that. Like I I don't know, I kind of enjoyed the just being able to chill out vibe to it, but then it's just like when you go back and think about it, it's like you can do the same thing in Elite. Yeah. You just don't have to get out and harvest all this crap and whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, and let's face it, Star Citizen still isn't even a game. <laughs> yeah. I, we could do a whole freaking episode just on Star Citizen, um, not, not being what it is. And, uh, but let's not even talk about the prices of the founders packs for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we, I don't want to get into all Star Star Citizen thing. Forbes has a really good article. I think it was Forbes anyway. had a, had a really good article about uh, Star Citizen and where um, basically where uh, oh, what's right? Like 
kind of how Chris Roberts is handling things and the way that uh, he micromanages things. He, they have a really good article about that. And it talks about how they don't think the game is a ripoff or, you know, because there's a lot of people who are thinking this thing is a ripoff at this point. Like, it's just, it's, it's vaporware, it's a game that will never happen. And it's basically, they're just, all they're really doing is just basically stealing your money. I don't think that. I think that Chris Roberts is just, uh, I think he's a perfectionist. I think he's a creative perfectionist. And I think he's difficult to work with because he has a problem. He has a problem. Like, what I read is that basically they'll build, they'll build something. You know, a mechanic, a, a, a ship. They'll build something and get it working basically the way he wanted it to. And then they'll tweak it a little bit to make it a little bit better. And then he's happy with it. And then a few days later, he's not happy with the whole thing. And they have to scrap all of it and start over. And have you ever seen Metalocalypse? <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it reminds me of when they're trying to make the album and Nathan Explosion just keeps deleting it. <laughs> like, this is like the 13th album you've deleted. People like, are committing suicide over it and everything. That's what this sounds like. It's like a tool album, man. <laughs> but um oh. Yeah, man. He he's um and I believe that. Like from what I've read about him in the past, I think that he uh, I think that he's just a very controlling person. He has a very controlling attitude about things. And I think that he doesn't know how, I mean, uh, I'm going to compare it to Blizzard again. I know people are probably tired of me comparing things to Blizzard, but that's the company I've been following for 20 years now, 25 years, ever since Diablo 1, so however long that's been. Um, they are, they have so many projects that they have torpedoed and killed that I would have loved to have seen. And I know it's because they are, they're kind of perfectionists. They want things a specific way, but in any project, there comes a point where you just have to be like, all right, this is good enough. We're going to move forward. We, cause you can, you can keep tweaking and working on something and you can literally work it to death. And you well, can, another thing about it too, is it's just like, you don't know how things are going to work out until it's in the hands of your players. Mm hmm. You know, Star Citizen, to my knowledge, I believe they've swapped out engines, I believe, three times. I believe they started on Real, then they went to Frostbite, and now they're on uh, Amazon's Lumberyard. Good I, lord. I believe they are the only developer that is on Lumberyard. Or no, let me rephrase I think they were the first developer on Lumberyard. And, um, you know, I think about these other games I read about where they will develop the engine for three or four years and then spend, you know, one or two years just on the content. So basically like, you know, five to six year total production time. And then the game is mediocre to crap, but then it takes, but then, you know, the second game, the sequel to it is really good because all of the, all of the mechanics are in place. All of the, all of the things that they had to, all the, the engines in place, all of the things they had to get to work are in place. So now they can actually develop content for it. And I feel like that they, 
from what I've read about Star Citizen, they have a pretty good engine, and they get to where they start working on content, and then Chris, this this again, this is back in the Forbes article, and then Chris is like, hey, I wanna I wanna redo this part of the engine or redo this part of this of these mechanics. So they have to go back and he wants to change one thing, but that requires fifty thousand changes to be made. So therefore, they basically have to re-engineer the entire system. So it's like this endless cycle with them, and I'm in the mindset that we will never see Star Star Citizen, and I hope I'm wrong because if I'm wrong and they actually can start producing content and release this game, I think it really will be a great game. But man, I don't think we'll ever see it. Well, I can tell you from my perspective right now, it's like I'm glad I didn't buy any of the hype for it or anything like that. Right. But that's just my perspective right now. Now, who knows what could happen in the next two or three years or something like that. But it's just like right now, it just sounds like it is a working nightmare. Yeah. And somebody's probably going to give up on it before it ever gets done. I think so, too. I think I, I mean, they're not going to do this thing where they're going to have to give people money back or anything like that. It's going to be a situation where at some point they're going to release what they got and they won't really sell enough to keep it going. They're going to have some sort of in-game arcs style money where they're going to try to monetize it to keep it going and that will fizzle out after a year 18 months and then it'll just kind of it'll just kind of disappear but i don't think it'll ever be a fully realized game so but that's that's my i guess that's my rant for the week (laughs) (laughs) um I do want to talk about the arcs conversion stuff. Did you get a chance to look over that? Uh, yes, I have. So, um, they have, who actually wrote this? Was this Will? Yeah. Will wrote this, um, article on the forums about the conversion pieces here for arcs. And, um, we got different packs here, 5,000, and they have a bunch of little like little bonus packs up to eighty five thousand, which get grants you like a hundred thousand arcs. And um, it's it's kind of interesting the way it looks, the way that they um, did this. I kind of I've been looking for. I, I know someone out there has gone through the whole process to talk about. Um, like how it actually converts over. Like what what does one arcs actually equal real dollar wise? And it's the best I can see. It seems like it's like five thousand arcs for like sixty bucks. So it's like ninety cents roughly in arcs, which is. Oh, I'm sorry. Ninety? Did I do that right? You said five thousand arcs. I think. Did you mean like fifty thousand? Yes. Yeah, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's five thousand is like the entry level. Yeah, it's a buck for one hundred arcs, roughly. That's the best way. To, I, I, that's the best way I can see to look at it. Am I saying that right? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This. I'm trying to look it up right now. Everything I'm saying is in pounds. So I'm trying to find the American equivalent. Yeah, I, I should have done the conversion over early. Any, anyway. Um, I can't do math. Uh, math's not my thing. Um, 
I have other things I'm good at, but um, it, it ain't podcasts or math, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, from what I from what I've seen, I think it's like a hundred to hundred fifty is roughly a buck. That's that's kind of kind of interesting, um, and I'm kind of basing this on the fact that um, decals are 50 to 150 arcs. So I think about most of the decal kits back then were about a buck 50 to $3. So that's probably a good idea. <coughs> Individual shape ship paint jobs are 620 to 5,500 arcs. So if you think about the 620, there were $4 paints. Yeah, I believe that's the uh, like the base color paint jobs, like oh, yeah. bright red, bright yellow, green, yeah. blue. So, if you go by this, clearly things have gotten more expensive. Like, uh, like the bobbleheads. If you if you're doing a buck per 100 arcs, that means the bobblehead are like 24 bucks. Pretty steep. But I don't think that's 100% accurate. So <sighs> the whole arc system is just a, it's just a little bit, little bit bajangly, if you ask me. Yeah, I can tell you that right now because I, I just went to the arc store, logged into my Steam account, was like, buy some arcs. Uh, it's even through the Steam wallet, mm-hmm. it still does the transaction in euros. So I don't know the conversion there. Yeah, it feels like this is not quite ready for everything. But when they when they gave us this breakdown, um, what I was looking more at was like how long it takes you to earn four hundred and how many weeks it takes you to get the freebie, you know? Yeah. So like if you want if you want just one decal, and I'm gonna go by the minimum arcs cost. If you want one decal, which is about like fifty arcs cost, um, if you're you know it's gonna take you less than a week to earn that. If you want an SRV or a fighter paint job, an individual paint, it's going to take you less than a week. Or it's going to take you about a week because that's 460 arcs up to 3280 up to 3280 arcs. Yeah, one week to eight weeks. Thank you, God. Apparently, I'm going to be retarded. I'm I'm, I'm good at math. You're fine. Thank (laughs) thank you. But I was like 32. Okay, 400. That's eight. Yep, yep. Eight <laughs> weeks. Uh, ship paint job is going to take you about a week and a half to 14 Jeez. weeks. Yeah. yeah. And individual bobblehead is going to take you six weeks to 16 weeks. So the biggest one on here are the ship kits, of course. 29 weeks to 34 weeks. So that's basically uh, Over having half a baby. Yeah, I think that's having a baby right there. So. <laughs> But man, that's gonna be one sweet baby when it's ready. Covas, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Covas, Covas, Covas. I say Covas. I've got Covas. Yeah, uh, they're it's, those are there are just basically twenty two weeks because um, they're about eighty eight, eighty eight hundred a piece. I don't know if they come out with new Covas, then I'll be fine with that. But the ones I have on the store right now, I'm just kind of like, eh, I might look, I, I might get a foreign language one just because. Yeah. Um, I picked up that Alex one because she sounded the most American. Like, it actually sounded kind of southern to me. 
So, and I can't have a male R, um, uh, Kovas. I just, I want my ship to be female. That'd be sexist frontier. to me, so. <laughs> Dude, Frontier, if you need somebody to record Kovas's, I raise my hand. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> man, I can get some voices on this Maxon's going for you. Oh, Lord. Do, do your <laughs> Scooby-Doo, man. Like, whoa, man. <laughs> ship landing. Oh, man. Um, yeah, dude, like, oh, I'd, I'd have so much fun recording, like, different voices and stuff like that for the game. I don't think I could do the Scooby-Doo one for the principal effect, but that's trademarked. Man, all right, all right. do the Scooby-Doo one, but say frameshift drive charging. Like frameshift drive charging! See, see, that's what I want right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, that's the, name of the ep- that's the name of this episode. Hold on. Jesus Christ, I want to get, like, a Type 10 now. Paint it orange, blue, and green, and have Shaggy Doo's voice just narrating everything. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of funny. <laughs> I wonder if they could oh do that. I wonder if they could partner. Because, like, I know that I know that Voice Attack has like has like uh, William Shatner and and uh, I believe they had Leonard Nimoy and I can't remember who all else, but like the Voice Attack has a bunch of different people. So, Ooh, do they have a uh, Captain Picard? I don't. I don't think uh, Patrick Stewart has done yet. Has done it. They got Patrick Stewart. Mm, that'd be a good one. On a side <laughs> note here, you know we're we are months away from the Picard so- show, so. I did not know he was making a show. Yes, sir. I will. Uh, Today I learned. After the after this episode, I will send you a link to the trailer. It is good. It is really good. Oh, it, I is, it is. It is. By the end of it, I got chills, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want this in my life." <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, okay. So, going to the voice thing one more time, real quick. Uh, because it is on sale on Steam, does that mean that Steam and Frontier have kind of like a partnership going on? I don't know. Um... Because if they do, I could totally do Alice from Left 4 Dead. Easy. So, like, what I can tell you about this is Steam... Okay, what little bit I know, and it's very little, and I might have some of it wrong, but basically, when your game is on Steam, you have no control over when it goes on sale. Basically, Valve says when your when your stuff's gonna go on sale. Now, I think yeah. I think there is a partnership that they do with some developers to basically be like, hey, I'm going to, uh, or like, hey, we'd like to run a sale. Can we run a sale in the store? And seem like, oh yeah, we're running a sale on your stuff. But I I the way I understand it, once you put it on Steam, you have very little control, which is why a lot of developers. Plus, with the exclusive rights that Epic's given them, that's why a lot of developers go into the Epic Store. Uh, well, that and Epic takes uh, less of a cut. Yeah, thirty percent down to ten percent, the way I understand it. Um, but another thing about it too is, it's just like I know Frontier is selling Elite Dangerous right now on sale because of uh, the thirty-five, twenty-five year anniversary, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's twenty-five. Yeah, I- but um. So they obviously have to have some form of control on it. I, I would imagine that they have uh, more control than what I've read. Uh, and it probably tears out into like the size of the developer yard. Like If you're a single indie developer, you probably have far less control over than a, a, like a larger company would. You know, like an Activision or a... Um, or, of course, EA doesn't really count. But back when uh, the Battlefields were on uh, Steam, Steam, yeah, it... It made a difference then, you know. So, but I, I kind of feel like that um, 
the bigger the developer, the more control you have over stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me, over here burping, trying to not just burp out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so Rock Fourth Fertilizer. Rock Fourth I, Fertilizer. I so, remember reading something about this, going, okay, whatever, and then uh. In game, like one of the missions I got was to go get some, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know where to get this. I don't really care. I'm just gonna go do other stuff. Yeah, let me. Um, so when did this actually happen? This happened yes. This Will Flanagan posted this yesterday. This was identified on Friday, though. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna read you what he said word for word, and we'll talk about it afterwards. So he says, hello everyone, some of, some of you might be aware an issue with an in-game commodity, Rockforth Fertilizer, was identified on Friday, which allowed commanders to purchase and sell the commodity from the same station. As this was not intended, the team introduced a server-side fix to remedy the issue. We have discovered a number of commanders who abused this unintended exploit in order to provide themselves with an, with an excessive amount of credits far beyond as possible in the game currently. We always review instances where players gain an unfair advantage on a case-by-case basis, evaluating the impact that it can have on the community and health of the game. As a result, we will, we will be removing the credits and acquired assets earned by abuse of this exploit from Commander's accounts to remedy the, to remedy the unbalanced credit gain. Those affected will receive an in-game message in their inbox shortly. Thank you for your understanding. So basically, people were cheating. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have mixed feelings on this. Well, okay, so, I mean, it's good to do that. Like, I understand, like, you don't want players doing that and then just getting access to whatever. Because, I mean, I, I don't know, gaining, it's, it's kind of like using cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto. It's fun at first, but after a while it just gets boring. Yeah. Um, um, but my whole thing about this is, because they're saying they're removing the credits and they acquired assets from those credits. Now let's say somebody did this, got themselves a python or an anaconda, decked it out to go mining, and went and mined void opals. Do you remove that those void opal credits too? Because, I mean, they technically still worked for those. Granted, it was ill-gotten gains. Well, let me let me ask you this. Have you ever been in any game and was doing something and kind of midway through it you realized huh this is probably an exploit this is probably something uh, that's not legit no everything for me it's always been uh reading about it and then just being like huh okay i missed out on that but i mean that's why i say when i see stuff like this i always go ah, well i'll stay away from that because most of the time people that use those types of things get banned and to banned as well so see in in the only game I can think of where I found an exploit was way back with Skyrim. So I don't know if it really counts because it's a single-player game and the cheats were turned on. Well, I mean, you could turn cheats on by yourself just by a, 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 a console command. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that really counts. I, I've I've never been in any online game where I found something that, that I thought was an exploit. It was like, oh, I'm trying to keep doing this. Whenever I found something that I thought that felt a little a little hanky, I stopped doing it. And the best example I can give you is back with Call of Duty 1, or I'm sorry, Modern Warfare 1, and they had that um, exploit where you could run forever 
and you could just knife people just by like you could be full full speed running knife people like 20 feet from somebody and i'm not a knifer but i was running around and i did it by accident because i picked up someone else's knife and oh man like after the after the third or fourth person i killed i thought wow this feels really easy i probably should not be doing this and i stopped you know well the thing about it is is that they made that a a a feature of the game of modern warfare 2 because i don't know if you remember knife lunge range on modern warfare 2 it wasn't a glitch wasn't an exploit it was literally in game yeah but this was this was <laughs> this was really far <laughs> like really really far this was like insanely far um it wasn't like just wow this is this feels a little weird this was wow that guy's like around the corner almost and i knifed him that that don't, that don't seem right but anyway it what makes me think about it is that like and I, again i've kind of two two trains of thought here on the one hand i'm kind of like yes get the cheaters because that's what they did they cheated and the other hand i'm kind of like they didn't really use a cheat they found something that you guys didn't fix and they took advantage of it. Well, I mean, this isn't the first thing either in this game that I've read about or seen or heard of that where it's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, you were telling me, you know, when we first started talking about uh, the skimmer exploit where yep. people were getting crap tons of credits. Yep. I mean, there was the skimmer exploit. There was effectively the, um, um, what was it, Robrigo? Robigo? Yeah, Robigo. Thank you. It was uh, the whole... Rubigo's slave trade thing was, oh, was kind God. of an exploit, you know? There's always <laughs> th- there's always been something in this game that was kind of a like a, a way to sell or make money a little faster than what was probably okay. But 500 they, million credits an hour! Yeah, and but they've never, I mean, to my knowledge anyway, I can't think of a time they went back and took away someone's credits because of a... Now, the difference is that... You know, even with Robigo or the skimmers, you still had to do some work there. It was just easier work. Which might be the reason why they're taking this action on this one, because it's literally just like buying it at the same station, selling it at the same station. You don't do anything. You just sit there and press a button. Well, see, what I'm curious about is, I'm curious if, like, so this makes me think, well, hey, did they, did they allow robigo and uh skimmers and all the other stuff did they just kind of let that go on because they're like eh, just let them make their money for a little while we'll, we'll patch it out in a few patches well i mean it, it's also probably one of those processes there to where they have to look through it and make sure yeah i mean it's like with the bugs list going on right now i mean yeah they said they fixed the vpn workaround but some people are still having to use a workaround for it and Another thing to take into account for a lot of this is, is A, they've got to look through the code, but B, they have to take into account all the different machines their game is playing on. Yeah. yeah. That's not an easy feat. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an easy feat at all. But, um, yeah, I, I don't have any... I never saw any Rockforth fertilizer, so I hope... Well, it's like I said, I got offered a mission for it. I'm like, eh, I don't want to touch it if it's exploitative. Yeah. And that's something else too. Like once I hear about an exploit, even if I happen to see it, I stray away from it. Because last last thing I want is my account to be suspended or something. You know? Yeah. Um, I've 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 never had that happen on any game I've played. So um, yeah, there you go. I mean, I got accidentally vac banned one time, but it's not on my account because 
I think it was a bug with Steam during some sort of holiday sale or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? But then the next day, everything was fine. They removed it from my account. Like, I was like, okay, well, that was weird. I don't like seeing that stuff in my account, but thankfully they removed it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, the most I've ever had happen, I had a, um, one of my, I had an Ubisoft account get actually hacked and, um, they did some bad stuff, but it wasn't, wasn't actually me that had that problem. They, they, they actually, they, they let me just make a new account and they just transfer my purchases and save games over. So that was good at least. So, Oh, my Fortnite account is banned. That's right. Or my main, not my Fortnite account, my Epic game store. My original account is banned. Oh, wow. I got, uh, I got hacked. Some people spent like $900 on my credit card. And I went to the bank, told them that wasn't me, da-da-da. And apparently because I didn't submit a ticket through Epic Games and let them take their time with it, they decided to ban that account. Oh, wow. So. Well, one more reason to make be sure, Epic. <laughs> and also make sure you always use two-factor authentication on any website. God, if you don't have two-factor, like, yeah. any Anything that's got money on it, use, use two-factor authentication, please. Like, if I don't get a text message when I try to log in, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, we have one last little bit of news here. And, uh, well, news was really long today, but we got on a few, off on a few tangents there, too, so. Yeah, gotta have some fun. Um, I mean, we got our, we got our title of our episode, Scooby Drive. <laughs> <laughs> so, most people probably remember, about a year ago, that there was the Frontier Leak, where they, uh, talked about Project Watson, and... So the the person who leaked all this information, he predicted the Jurassic Park expansion. Are you pressed? I'm sorry. He predicted the Jurassic World game, the Jurassic World expansion, uh, Zoo Tycoon, and Space Legs for Elite Dangerous coming in 2020. Now we've had some subsequent leaks to go along with that that said uh, that are pointing toward us getting Space Legs. I think we're getting Space Legs. Uh, most people I've talked to think we're getting space legs, uh, but who knows? But the other part of this leak was he talked about uh, player basis, player made basis, which I'm I, I mean we're kind of getting that anyway with the fleet carriers, but I think that I think that the player made basis will be something else. I think it'll be something you can actually carve out part of a moon or something for, for yourself. Like this is my land, you know? Uh, I think that that's coming, but there was a little bit of a leak this week um, on the ARCS website's metadata tags. Um, it contains references to customization of buildings and multiple SRVs. And uh, there's a screenshot here that specifically mentions um, currency used to buy customizations for your commander, ships, SRVs, and plural, fighters, weapons, and buildings. Now, there are no buildings in the game that you can own or customize currently. The closest we're going to have this year is going to be the fleet carrier. I don't think that they would have called that a building in the metadata. No, nope, that would have been called a capital ship, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So... Or a fleet carrier, or just a carrier for that matter. Yep. So, I think that this is pretty much indicative of the fact that we're coming to 
um, player-made bases of some kind. And well, I mean, that, and they pretty much just responded to this guy finding this and it blowing up to move along. Nothing to see here. Yep. Yep. And you know, the, the, the way you can look at like anybody can look at the metadata of any website. Like if you go to a website, most browsers is F11 or F12 and you can look at the, you can look at the, all the little codes that take place inside. And that's where, that's where this information was found. And Man, um, I'm I'm very interested in the buildings. Like, I want to make my own base. I want it to be a mining base. I want you to just basically be pumping out money for me. Let me land at it once a week, go sell whatever voidables I found, and I'll be back in a week to collect my free money. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious that they're basically saying you have to buy the base with arcs. Is that what they're trying to get at here? Uh uh, no, because like from what was revealed, it's just a nameplate for it. Okay, okay. I so it's pretty much it's it's more it's more along the lines of what we currently have, which is just a skin. Okay, okay. Or like you know, if you name your base something like Camp Awesome Kickass, then you get a nameplate for that. Jesus, mine's totally gonna be Camp Kickass now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I couldn't imagine them making this like like a carrier reference something to it to a carrier i feel like that this is something different i feel like that this is something that they um missed in their programming that they weren't expecting people to catch up on or they were trying to uh they were working with a newer version of the web of their version working with a newer version of the internal website and then it got pushed out and uh that's i think i think you couple you you take what was leaked last year and that guy leaked when, when everything that guy predicted has been spot on. He's been a little wrong on the months that it released. He was a couple months off here and there. And he had the name of the of, of the Jurassic World expansion wrong. But he didn't. He was called originally it was called or he put down it was called like Claire's whatever. It ended up being called like Claire's something else. It was changed a little bit, but it still had Claire in the title. And. I feel like that leak is spot on. I feel like that this is more evidence that is saying that we're definitely going to get space legs in 2020. I think that it's a done deal at this point. Which also means we're going to get some first person shooter elements as well. Yeah. Which, man, I, I feel, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want, well, I mean, I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to go. If that is indeed true, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, hey, we've got a shooter. All you got to do is hop in your ship and you're done. Yeah, well, you know, okay. Think about it like this for a minute. They didn't really embrace CQC. They didn't really do much with it. And now we're about to get first-person no. shooters. And I'm kind of, and I'm kind of sitting that you know, I, I still, I still believe it's going to go away. But I'm also kind of like, well, is this going to kind of transition to like? a base rating thing like we can rate each other's bases is that what we're coming to now you know what it's gonna be i got it yep let's hear it they're gonna make instead of cqc elite dangerous battle royale no God. <laughs> <laughs> drop in on a planet find the weapons you can be the last man standing man if there's if there's a game mode i am happy to see steadily dying it's battle royale <sighs> I feel like, I feel like there's only one or two games that did that well, and none of them are named Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about it too, though. 
is like with the way it currently is and how we got like the new player experience super late it'll probably be three years too late yeah yeah but um i think that this is a pretty good pretty good thing that's saying that uh they're gonna do this and i'm kind of excited about it um i think it's i think it's pretty cool um so a little bit of community news i wanted to talk about real quick um Commander Joe Plater uh, is doing a 24-hour live stream um, to raise money for the British Thyroid Foundation. And um, you probably have seen him, his information somewhere else. But I believe it is going to, I believe his live stream is going to start Saturday and run until Sunday. Um, I just hopped on his page right now. He has, he's 5% of the way to his goal. He has raised a hundred pounds, uh, whatever that magically converts into American money. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why we all can't just use dollars, use real money. But anyway, um, <laughs> again, this is the American elite dangerous podcast. So, <laughs> um, Ty speaks uh, for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at him. <laughs> Um, he's got a website set up or he's on this, uh, uh, website, uh, justgiving.com slash fundraising slash, uh, commander dash plater, CMDR dash plater, P L A T E R. Um, if you guys are interested, uh, or helping him out or supporting his cause again, he's supporting the British, the British thyroid foundation. Uh, you know, please get on there and donate to him. That's a good cause. It's cool that he's doing that. Oh, hell yeah. Like. Like, what is a thyroid? You know, like, what the hell does it do? I don't know anything uh, about it. My mother's the nurse, so. Oh, like, <laughs> like, like, to me, it's like, like, it's a, it's a, I don't even know what to call it. It's a, it's a thing that regulates other things the way it was all, what I, what I remember from my little biology class, you know? Um, you can also get to the links on his Twitter at Ask Sensei Plater. Uh, like I said, you know, um, I don't know much about Joe Plater, but, uh, I know he does a lot of streaming for, uh, fundraising type stuff and I know he's doing this for that. And I think it's pretty cool. He's doing that. So I just wanted to, wanted to talk about it real quick. Um, I don't have any emails this week. Uh, we did get a couple of emails, but they were, uh, mostly asking, uh, other, they were asking about, uh, they actually asked me a couple of IT questions, so I thought, hey. that, was, I thought that was a little strange. Which I'm not an I, I I do work in the field, but I am not a an expert on it. So uh, I know my I know my little stuff. So, but they were asking me about like like hardware builds for for building their own PC and stuff. And uh, anyway, um, I that's all the show notes, partner. What else you got? Um. I mean, unless you want to know what the thyroid actually does, nothing. <laughs> you know, what the hell? Let's, what does the thyroid do? <laughs> okay, so the thyroid sits just underneath your Adam's apple. It is a butterfly-shaped gland that, in, that secretes thyroid hormones that influence metabolism, growth, and development, and body temperature. Oh, wow. So it does everything. Yep. So that's why, like, if you hear people with thyroid disease, a lot of them are typically overweight because it controls metabolism and stuff like that. Wow. 
you know what? Get on his thing and donate to it. He needs to do one for America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, real quick though, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put this out there. Uh, I was going over the demographics of. Is that the right word? Demographics? Yeah. Like where people live. Um, but yeah, I was going over like where people listen to the show. So more than half of our audience is not even in America. Uh, 40, 44% is not in America, by the way. And the way that breaks down is to 29% are in the United Kingdom. Uh, 3% you know, are neighbors across the pond. I know, right? I, I just hope they're Irish. Um, three percent are in Australia, and then the rest of it breaks down into Canada, Germany, Switzerland, Japan, Netherlands, Spain, Norway, Portugal, Sweden, New Zealand, France, and then we have one person that's listened to us in the Ukraine and one person that's listened to us in Slovakia. And if the person in Ukraine or the person in Slovakia is listening. Should you be able to speak English, please hit me up. I would love to know why you are listening to an American Elite Dangerous body podcast, <laughs> listening to my redneck ass talk. <laughs> because I, I, w- I would love to talk with you guys because that is really cool. Um, I mean, that's awesome to hear we're spread out that far. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. That's awesome. Um, it's really cool. Uh, the other part of it is that when you listen to what devices people are listening to us on, uh, everybody in the world has iPhones apparently, because fifty yeah. percent, uh, a flat fifty percent of our listeners are listening to us on the iPhone. Speaking of people on iTunes, if you would be so kind as to take ninety seconds out of your day to rate and review the show, we would really appreciate it. Yep, I, I like going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, we had a couple people give us some reviews, and uh, everybody who gives us a review, you'll get a first of the show shout out. So, thanks again for doing it. And um, the people who uh, have already talked to us, I hope I hope I pronounce your names correctly. So, uh, but I think um, that's gonna do it, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm out of stuff. I think. I mean, other than that, you could find us once again. We'll uh, go ahead and give out the plugs. We're on Twitter at Elite, or not Elite, yeah, at Lou Screws ED. You can also find me at twitch.tv slash Dravenos. That is D R A V E N O S. And you can always tweet us. Um, you can tweet me. Um, I'm at Tyrvol, T Y R V O L. And you can tweet Justin at Dravenos13. And I think that's going to do it, man. You want to give them the questions email? <laughs> uh, if you have a question for the show, you can always email us. It's loosescrewsquestions at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it, bud. I think I said that yeah, a few times now. <laughs> and always, guys, remember, never fly without a rebuy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll let you guys next time. <laughs>